in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. We are late in the game now. There's only six weeks to go in this church calendar. And over the past few weeks, we've had some tough and even some painful gospel lessons from Jesus himself. It all started a few weeks ago with John the Baptizer, who did exactly what Jesus told him to do. He went to Herod Antipas, and he told Herod Antipas that he was an adulterer. And for that, Herod chopped off John's head. That was the cost of being a disciple, for sticking to what is good and true and right, for saying what Jesus says and doing what Jesus does. For that, John lost his head. Since then, Jesus has told us to hate our mothers and our fathers and our spouses and our kids and even our own lives and to love him and his life alone, even his cross. Since then, Jesus has compared all of us to lost sheep and lost coins. And Jesus has held up a crooked businessman, a Samaritan leper, a homeless beggar, and now today an unrighteous and selfish judge as our role models going forward. After all of these tough lessons, Jesus asks us an even tougher question. Is anybody out there paying attention? When I come back, and I will come back, will I find faith on earth? Jesus says, when I come back, will I find anybody with heart? It's a very good phrase, that last phrase in verse 1. Jesus told them this parable, that they would always pray and not lose heart. It's a good phrase because deep down, we all have some sense of what that means. We have all had times when we have lost heart. We have had somebody sick whom we love dearly, and we've lost heart. We've lost a job or a friend or a father or a mother, and we've lost heart. We didn't get the homecoming date we wanted. We didn't get the fat letter from the college that we wanted to attend. We didn't get the start in the North-South game, and we've lost heart. We've just lost it. It's just not there. It's disappeared and we're empty. In the place where our heart is meant to be, there's nothing. It's all gone. And sometimes we even feel that way about Jesus and his church. Stuff happens in the church and it's just so painful. And it's so tiring. It's just too much to go on. And we feel like we've lost heart. So when that happens, what do we do? It's a metaphor, of course, losing our hearts, because that's how it feels to us. But literally, this Greek word means being worn out, or being tired, or just being at the end of our rope, just being spent. The King James Version says, keep praying and don't faint, which is a very good translation. So literally what Jesus is saying this morning is just keep at it. No matter what, just keep at it. But that is so strange 
because hard work always wears us out. Even the hard work of the Christian life, lining up, grabbing a cross, loving those who don't love us, saying our prayers, staying with it, just doing what Jesus asks naturally makes us tired, makes us, makes us worn out. And really, there's nothing you can do about it. So week after week, with those examples, John the baptizer and the businessman and the beggar and the leper, and now today with this judge, all of them hard workers, how can Jesus say to all of you, just keep going but don't wear out, just keep going but don't get tired? How can we work hard in the church and still keep our hearts? That's the question for today. You might have noticed that in the bulletin, we are praying for a long line of soldiers and military folk drawn from our congregation and from our friends. More than one soldier has told me that when soldiers are taking heavy fire, they feel absolutely terrified. There is noise and there is smoke and there is chaos and there is death, so arms and legs and guts and brains just don't work. It is a natural reaction to the terror. Taking heavy fire makes you feel afraid and there is nothing you can do about it. But the soldiers I've listened to regularly distinguish the feeling of fear from the courage that follows it. Fear is a natural reaction. It happens to everybody, and there is nothing you can do about it, so there is nothing to be ashamed of. But courage is how a soldier manages those feelings. So how do they do it? You all know this. A soldier trains to be courageous. A soldier practices being courageous. A soldier watches and listens and learns and imitates those who have gone before him, those courageous folk who have not only lived and saved themselves, but also lived to save others. I'm sure you can see the parallels. In the Christian life, there is often a lot of smoke and noise and chaos. It's often very painful. That's because the Christian life, as St. Paul teaches us, is a running battle with the elemental spirits. Your life and my life is a running battle with sin, with demons, with death, and with Satan himself. And that is frightening. But it is not something to be ashamed of. It is a natural reaction to the noise and the terror. But how do we manage the feelings of the heart so that we don't lose ourselves? That's the question for today. And the answer, of course, is the same. By training, by practicing, by watching, by learning, by imitating. It's part of the reason we make such a big deal out of the saints at St. John. By saying and doing what Jesus says and does. That is how you survive, and we always honor those who have gone before us and done just that. That is how you and I are meant to manage our hearts. When our arms and our legs and our guts and our brains don't work, the way we keep from fainting, 
the way we hold on to our hearts, the way we manage our feelings, is by saying what Jesus says and doing what Jesus does. No more, but certainly no less. God is always faithful, and God will do his part. The question is in verse 8. God has done his bit, but when God comes back, when the Son of Man returns, will the Son of Man find faith on earth? When we hear that word faith, we often think of belief or trust, and that is fair. But you all know that Luther said, faith is a living and an active thing. So faith is a thing that trains, that practices, that imitates, that learns, that watches. So it probably won't surprise you to know that in this text the word faith can also be translated as loyalty or commitment or even activity. That is what Jesus admires in the woman who keeps wearing this judge out by her continual coming, that she acts, that she stays with it. And so it is completely fair to read verse 8 this way. When the Son of Man returns, will he find loyalty? When the Son of Man returns, will he find commitment? When the Son of Man returns, will he find activity? Will he find folks who are managing their hearts so that their hearts will not be lost? Managing their feelings so they not only survive, but so they, they are some use to the Son of Man, so that they not themselves are, so, so that they're not saved just themselves, but that they also save others. God is faithful, and God does his bit here every Sunday. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us, and God takes that salvation, one on the cross, and he gives it to each one of you with his physical touch, in baptism, in his holy word, and in his Eucharist, week after week after week, God does his bit. But the question that Jesus puts before us is if we will do ours. That's why young Pastor Ganey can stand up without wincing and tell you to give 10% right off the top of your paycheck, 10% of everything that comes into your hand. Even old pastors won't do that. They're scared to death of that. That's why the church never talks about money. That's why young Pastor Nelson can stand up in the last few weeks and urge you that everyone, the young in faith and the young in age, should be brought as quickly as possible to the Eucharist, to the Eucharistic presence of Christ. Even old guys won't tell you that. That's why we've all been urging you to take up your cross, get in line, and follow Jesus, to live the prophetic life, to do what Jesus does and say what Jesus says, to manage your heart so you don't lose it, to cling to what is good and right and true. The Christian life at base is training, practicing, watching, learning, imitating those who have gone before us in the faith, and especially Christ himself. So then when Christ returns, he really, really does find loyalty, commitment, activity. So that he really does find your heart in its proper place. So your heart is right here, not lost but found, and beating full blast, alive with the Eucharistic joy of gratitude and generosity and service. That is what it means to be a Christian. And that is what we're aiming at at St. John's.
In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.